Hello, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast. There is a verse in 2 Peter chapter 1 that talks about our entrance into heaven, and I hardly ever hear anybody preach on this verse. So we talked about it Sunday. We're going to talk about it again today in our final after class of this series. Let's get going. Well, hello, friends. Once again, welcome back to the podcast, our final after class. I've kind of liked this little twist to how we've been doing this series. I I just felt like even before I taught the first lesson that this series was so important that we needed to double down on it. And that's why we've done 10 weeks of after classes and talked a little bit about, more about it. I hope it's been a help to you. I've actually enjoyed this series so much. I've even considered I've worked on logos for Beyond Sunday. I've I've thought about changing the name of the newsletter that I'm always trying to get you to go to. That is uh, an area outside of this podcast that I'm really trying to emphasize. I, I've I've thought about a lot of things concerning this topic because I believe it is so important. We've got to see in our country and in our future generations, we've got to see Christians actually living out the Christian life and not in their own strength but depend it upon Jesus Christ. Well, this week we wrapped it up. And I said in the intro, and I kind of want to say it again, um, I said in in the final message that we were going to show what it would look like if we truly went beyond Sunday with our faith. And I guess in a sense, we kind of have been doing that. We've seen what love would be like instead of selfishness and what joy would be like instead of frustrations. We, we have to an extent, but, but what I meant was when we get to the end of this life, here's what we can await. We're going to talk about that verse I meant, I led with in the opening, but, but then also there's some keys here in second Peter that he gives us that we're going to have some help with when we start living the Christian life, the way God designed us to. But I kind of took away the lead there, and I'll con- just continue on. Because I said in the opening, we've been listening to Paul in a sense. We know this is God's word. It's inspired by God. It's the spirit of God moving through Paul. I understand that. But the human penman's been Paul. And we've seen what he wrote to the church of Galatia. And that's been a key passage. He said that, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then he gave us some explanation about a daily battle that happens. And then he also talked about the works of the flesh, and he talked about the fruit of the Spirit. But you may remember even, we I didn't go back to this verse in the opening of this study, but we started this whole series in Galatians chapter 2. And when Paul said, the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Remember he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. That's where we started. It's a great verse. And so a lot of our study has been revolved around the teachings of Paul. But I said this week, let's close with Peter. Because it's tempting to say, yeah, well, Paul is just this super Christian. I mean, the guy was just amazing. Wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. I mean, just amazing man. Let's talk about Peter. 
Now, to be fair to Peter, we could say the same thing. He is an awesome, amazing man, disciple. But Peter just seems to be that guy that we can identify with a little bit because he failed. And he failed. And he failed. He, And I wrote a few down. We talked about it in the beginning. He was the one that rushed ahead instead of waited. He was the one that slept instead of prayed. He was the one that talked when he should have been listening. He was courageous but careless. He was the one that denied Jesus. I mean, over and over and over again, Peter made mistakes, but Peter was faithful to God. Peter preached and 3,000 got saved. And when he get, when he comes to the end of his life, Peter begins to give really some final counsel. And I loved the text. I actually said as I was studying that I was going to get to some verses and I never got to. So maybe I'll lead with these verses because I was going to show our class how I knew that he was talking about the end of his life. And I never really got to it. But in verses 13, he had said this. He said, Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle. He wasn't literally standing in a building called the tabernacle. He was talking about his body. That, that, that reference also comes up in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. This body is referenced as a tabernacle. It's, it's in a few other passages as well. So he says, as long as I'm in this tabernacle, as long as I'm in this body, here's what he wanted to do. He said, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. And then he pauses. So he says, I want to stir you up. I want to get you excited about something. And we're going to find out what that, that, that thing would be. He says, knowing that shortly I must put off this, my tabernacle. So he knows he's going to die soon. Even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me, he's been shown somehow this by God. We know Peter was crucified upside down. Maybe he knew his death was near. Maybe he was in prison. But he said, Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be able, after my decease, to have these things always in remembrance. He said, I want you to always remember what I've just told you. I know I'm going to die soon. I'm not talking to you about the Colts game. I'm not talking to you about the latest Roman wars that were going on. I'm not talking about the gladiator battles that were going on. I know I'm about to die. And I want you to remember this one thing. He didn't go back to his stories of when he preached in 3000 get saved because it wasn't about him. It wasn't about him. What he did go back to, and that's what we spent our lesson talking about, is he first, he reviewed the promises of God. And I'm not going to go back and teach my lesson again, though I feel tempted because I love these verses. But he talked about the promises of salvation. How God gives us life eternal, but also the ability to live godly. We talked about that. How, how God gives us precious promises. He gives us a divine nature. That's the Holy Spirit. And now he gives us this new divine nature so that we can escape the lust and the corruption of this world. That is everything that we've been talking about in our series. And so where Peter opens up close before his death is sanctification. The reminder about salvation. And then he talks about sanctification right before he dies. Why would this be so important? Because he wanted to see the Christians live as a Christian and not depending on their own strength. He knew what failure was. 
He knew they needed to keep their eyes and their faith on Jesus Christ. So he reviewed the promises of salvation, but then he reminded them of the process of salvation. And that's in those verses 5 through 7 when he said, add to your faith and do it with all diligence. It's not going to be easy, but add to your faith. And he he told them growth and he gives really his list of the fruit of the Spirit. He tells, tells them to add virtue and, and, and knowledge and temperance and he lists out how they need to be growing in their faith. But then what I wanted to get to, and I did in the in the study, but Peter revealed the final product of sanctification. Here's, I think he gives a, a picture of what it looks like when we truly live the Christian life. And, and so what I'm saying to you is, after 10 weeks of this study and 10 weeks of after class, he gives us what we can expect if we truly live out what we've been talking about, acknowledging the Spirit of God living inside of you, sensing His promptings, knowing when He's grieved, knowing when we've quenched Him, confessing our sin, walking in the Spirit, saying no to the flesh, saying yes to the Spirit. What can we expect? And He gives us four expectations. He said, and I and I listed them in the class, but I'm saying again quickly, He says, you're going to be useful. You're going to be useful. You won't be barren. And I illustrated that with a barren field. A barren field is useless back then in the times when they didn't have Walmarts and grocery stores. But he says you won't be barren. But then the second one, the expectation is you will be fruitful. You're you're going to be useful and you're going to be fruitful. You're actually going to be, you know how you sit in church and you hear some people talk about answer prayer and you're like, wow, I wish I could, I wish I, man, I really wish I could see answer prayer. You can live the Christian life. You know, people talk about their devotions and they're like, boy, I, I was just reading this and this just jumped off the page and it spoke to my heart. And when you hear it, you're like, wow, why can't I see that? You can, you can, you can get there. You see, there, there's, we see people that are not dominated by sin and we're like, I wish I had their temperament. No, it's not necessarily a temperament. It's walking in the Spirit. And you can. We've talked about it. We've given all the tools in this series. We can be useful and we can be fruitful. And then when you're useful and fruitful, he says you're not going to stumble. And we talked about how so often, and I think it's more common in churches than we want to believe, but Christians are doubting their salvation. They doubt God. And the reason they doubt their salvation and the reason they doubt God is because their sanctification, can I say, stinks. So what happens is we're not living according to the Bible and then we want to blame God and say you don't exist. (laughs) When God's, I, I would imagine, but a lot more graciously looking back and saying, hey, just live by faith. You'll know that I exist. When you live by faith, Armies march around a wall and it falls down. A guy prays and the sun and the moon stand still. You live by faith, you raise a rod and waters part. So don't doubt me in your disobedience. Just trust me. That's what I imagine God would be saying. Because you're not you're going to be useful, you're going to be fruitful, and you're not going to stumble. But then I love this verse, and I led with it, so I gotta go there. I gotta tell you this verse. And I, and I said it in class. But I probably was just too excited to get to this verse because I thought about it all week 
And so you get to it in class and you'll never understand it unless you teach. But sometimes you're so excited about a truth that when you get there, you just feel like you fumbled the ball. <laughs> and I, I don't know that I would say that I fumbled it, but I just, how to present it because I, I think the truth is just so good. But, but he says, he says again in verse 11, after he's talked about the promises of salvation, the process of sanctification, I think the product of sanctification, what's going to come of it, you're going to be useful, you're going to be fruitful, you're not going to stumble. But then the last one he says is you're going to have this entrance. He says, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I just think this is an awesome verse. People write books about what it's going to be like in heaven. People say that they've been to heaven and back, and they write books about it. People buy it up, buy it up, buy it up. They want to know about heaven. They want to know about heaven. They want to know about heaven. And the Bible doesn't tell us a lot about heaven. But here's one little verse that you don't hear a lot of people talk about, but it talks about our entrance into heaven. And the words in this verse about an abundant entrance have the idea of like a standing ovation. As F.B. Meyer said, it has the idea of like a choir singing as the Roman soldiers were coming back from battle. I don't understand it because I think where I kept tripping up in my study, just to give you behind the scenes on where my mind goes, which is a scary thing. But as I was, I was so convinced of the truth and studying it, it's not like it's me, the only one saying this, everyone says it, but I got hesitant as I was teaching it in some sense, because it almost, it feels weird that why would we get a standing ovation in heaven when Jesus is the one that's done everything? He's the only one that deserves a standing ovation. But that's how amazing and gracious it is. And and if I would have stopped to think, and I did somewhat in my study, you don't have a clue how much your brain just gets to going. But it's that's not off base to think because he's going to, also give us crowns you remember that there's crowns that he's going to give us in heaven but we don't deserve them we haven't done anything it's been jesus that helps us to endure whatever we've had to face but yet he's still going to give us the crowns first and we'll cast them back to him and so this verse it's not out of line with the the greek words in here with the idea that there will be some that when they enter into the very presence of heaven, they are ministered unto abundantly. It means a, like a standing ovation and awarded as you come into heaven. It's it's just like the picture of these soldiers. It's, it's like a picture of, uh, I, I hate to even minimize it with sports, but it's like when the championship team comes back home and they throw a parade and everybody's excited. What is your entrance into heaven going to be like? And the alternative I went to in the lesson, and and I want to say something quickly here again, because I, I think for many of us, our entrance is going to be quiet. Because we chose to live however we wanted on this earth. And we're going to get to heaven because God is a gracious, gracious God. But that entrance is going to be silent because we haven't done anything on this earth. There's no one there to welcome us 
who has been influenced by us. Now again, I don't know all of the details of how that entrance is going to be. I'm looking at one verse, the words behind this verse. It's not like it's this verse is saying your loved ones won't be there. I'm, I, okay, there's a lot of areas we could go, but the truth of the matter is, and what I'm wrapping this up in saying is, how have you lived this sanctification process? That has been this whole series. This whole series is, your Christian life is not showing up and checking off a box at 11 o'clock on Sunday. If that's all you do, you're going to have a quiet entrance into heaven. Extremely quiet, in my opinion. Because the Christian life is to be lived every single day. And it's the heart of Jesus, the Spirit of God, living inside of us to be used in this lost and dying world. And if you and I live this life for ourselves, very selfishly, you will get to heaven, but you will have nothing to show for your life here on this earth. And I think about it now as I'm 40. I think about the first half of my life. And where's the second half of my life going to be now? There's, there's areas that I thought I would be serving God in the second half of my life that I'm, I'm no longer doing that. So what are ways that I, in my life, can now serve God and serve Him effectively and make a difference? And you've got to ask yourself the same question. How can you, as a housewife, how can you, and you work at a factory, how can you, in whatever capacity, maybe you're a shut-in, maybe you can't get out, how can you make a difference for Jesus Christ? Because there is a way. There is a way because you're on this earth and you're breathing. But how are we going to do it? Because we've got to take our faith beyond Sunday. It's got to be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday faith, not just a Sunday check-in. And I hope and I pray that this series has been a help to you because I have absolutely loved teaching this series, going over this series I actually want to make notes about this series. I'm considering writing about this series, possibly writing a devotional or a book about this series. Um, I, I, I'm thinking about changing the whole newsletter, as I said, to this series, and I want you a part of that newsletter, bradmcclure.org. For now, I'm changing my website and everything eventually by the new year, maybe, hopefully, prayerfully. And I want to write about Beyond Sunday, and I want to see we as Christians, wherever you live, Wherever you're at, wherever you're listening to this, there's one of you listening to this in France. Thank you for listening in France. Wherever you're listening to this, I want us to take our faith and actually live it out. And I pray that at, that, that will be you. Hey, I'd love to hear your feedback. Where, Which part of this series helped you? Which part of this series convicted you? What part of this series can be improved I'd love to hear back from you. Drop me an email. Go to the website. Uh, sign up for the newsletter, whatever it may be, and get a hold of me. I'd love to get your feedback on this. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. I'm not going to go into the ramblings afterwards. I'm just going to ask you now to subscribe if this series, if this after class format, whatever it may be, has been a help to you, encouragement to you. Let me know. Subscribe. Leave a review. That means so much to the podcast. We are coming up on three years of doing this podcast. Coming up on three years. There are some days I think, I think I'm just going to end it and be done. There are other times I'm like, no, let's continue on. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. 
enjoy studying the Word of God, and I appreciate you listening, even you, the one in France, some of you in Nigeria. I don't know, there's all kinds of countries and states that have been listening to it, at least according to the stats. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. See you back Sunday. I don't know what we're going to do yet on Sunday. Our series is done. In a couple weeks, we will be starting a brand new series live in a class, and then it'll come to the podcast on the parables of Jesus. Looking forward to that. Hey, have a great week.